The mass layoffs of Twitter have begun as Pfizer is leading an ad cartel in a Twitter boycott. All of this due to the Elon Musk takeover. We have so much to dig into. And joining me today is the great Lauren Chen, TPUSA contributor. Now, if you want to see Lauren, if you want to see myself, you've got to go over to AmericaFest.com. Amfest.com. Use promo code POSO. You'll get 25% off. I will be there. Lauren will be there at what America Fest. It is going to be a celebration of America and a celebration of conservatism, as well as all the great conservative victories we've racked up this year. Make sure you come December 17th to the 20th. We've also got, of course, Charlie Kirk, Tucker Carlson, Candace Owens, the great Tim Pool, and yes, Mr. Mike Lindell himself, will be there. Pillows not included. You have to bring your own. Make sure you go. Amfest.com slash POSO. Some employees already getting word that they've been laid off amid more turmoil at Twitter. In his first company-wide email, Elon Musk writing on Thursday, team, in an effort to place Twitter on a healthy path, we will go through the difficult process of reducing our global workforce on Friday. We recognize that this will impact a number of individuals who have made valuable contributions to Twitter, but this action is unfortunately necessary to ensure the company's success moving forward. The email saying employees will be notified of their job status by 9 a.m. Pacific time today, although some we learned were notified at midnight and immediately locked out of their work accounts. In the meantime, all offices will be closed and badge access suspended. The move comes just a week after Musk took control of the company and immediately fired top executives, including the CEO and CFO. In the wake of Musk's new leadership, the Wall Street Journal reporting a growing list of advertisers are now pulling ads from the platform and overnight workers filing a class action lawsuit over the mass of layoffs, saying that the company is doing so without enough notice in violation of federal and California law, Michael. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard tonight's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is the 4th of November, 2022, Anno Domini. The muskening has arrived. Mass layoffs are hitting Twitter. This is something that we here on Human Events Daily uh, reported would happen about a month ago. Now, of course, we're here. So stay one month ahead by listening to Human Events Daily. And what's trending right now on Twitter, and this is so meta, this is so, you know, six layers of, of 3D chess, that the people who are being laid off at Twitter are all now tweeting about being laid off at Twitter on Twitter, Elon Musk, their boss, is tweeting throughout all of this. And these hashtags are going, it's almost like competing hashtags. It's going viral. But of course, what's it doing? It's bringing people and more and more eyeballs to Twitter. So to help me make sense of this, we are going to bring on today's special guest co-host, ladies and gentlemen, Turning Point USA's contributor, Lauren Chen. Lauren, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Excited to be here. Yeah. So Lauren, you know, and it's, it's crazy with this situation that what are we to make of the fact that all of these people are being fired? I mean, on one hand, I feel, you know, I don't, I don't feel happy, right? I, I, you shouldn't feel happy when someone's losing their job around the holidays, right? And, and I think that that's something that just as a, as a Christian, as a father, that as a husband, that I always try to remember. But at the same time, you look at what they did over the years. You look at what they did to ban the Hunter Biden laptop story two years ago, almost to the day, 
exactly two years ago, almost to the day that they banned that story, put their thumb on the scale of truth in that election. And here we are again, all of their censorious actions and behavior led to this moment. And so at the same time, it's like, guys, you, you, you did this to yourselves. You're right. I mean, anytime someone loses their job, it's a sad thing. You got to think about even beyond that person, the families that are being affected. It's not a good thing. But, you know, you're also bringing up the, the flip side of that. Am I celebrating specifically that these people will no longer be at Twitter and enabled uh, to enforce their censorious worldview? That I am happy about. That I do feel okay celebrating. And ultimately, they brought this on themselves, right? Twitter could have been a just a regular functioning company, a platform where people can share updates, uh, and they could have been uh, running way more streamlined instead of having all of these trust and safety people on, all of these mag- managers on from what Elon Musk has so far told us. Apparently, there's like 10 people managing for every single person coding, which yeah, 10 to 1. in a tech company. Yeah. These are the people, sense. by the way, they're making those videos of, I'm showing up at 9 p.m. or 9 a.m., I'm going to get my cereal, and then uh, they always say the word obviously over and over. They're like, <laughs> obviously I'm going to get my matcha. Obviously I'm going to go to yoga. Obviously we're going to go to the rooftop to have a couple, to have a morning meeting, morning yoga sesh. And they, they're making these videos all day long when they're not actually working. I've yet to actually see someone working in any of those videos. Right. And I think what we need to keep in mind is even if they were actually working, what would that look like? Probably just advocating for different conservatives to be banned. Let's be right. real. So I think you know, I have not been on board 100% of what Elon has done since taking over. We're going to get into the rest of that, uh, from my understanding. But in terms of the layoffs, he's absolutely doing the right thing. He needs to cut the bloat. And it seems like Twitter has uh, just a, a lot of unnecessary people who not only don't need to be there, but are actually making the company worse, like less enjoyable for users. So Lauren, why they, should they had a story around? out of Reuters that I'm just seeing across the desk here that the curated trends that you see on the side. So that curated trending feed, everyone, according to Reuters, again, you know, obviously we're still kind of in the fog of Elon in terms of all of this, but everything that was involved in that team, every person on that team has been completely fired, completely laid off. And we know that every time Media Matters said something or anyone associated with Media Matters, the left had a tweet up or had something up. So if I see my name trending, if I see your name trending, Charlie, Steve Bannon, whatever, you know, it's going to be one of like three or four accounts because that always goes up on trending. It's never someone conservative. It's never someone on the right. But, you know, something I was thinking about you saying that oh, we shouldn't feel bad when people lose their jobs. That's true. We shouldn't. And we should care about that. But at the same time, where were all of these people and where was the outpouring of support over the last two years for people who lost their jobs because they refused to take an experimental vaccine from Pfizer or Moderna or one of the others when they were kicked out of their jobs, when they were kicked out of the military, so our actual troops here in the United States, when you had the president of the United States going on television, demonizing them, blaming them for all the ills, like some sort of scapegoat group. I've yet to see one tweet and I've been looking. I've yet to see one tweet from these people saying, oh, this is terrible. This is happening. Well, that's the thing. When that was happening, they weren't not only just not saying anything, not giving condolences. They were the ones who were act- actively rooting for it to be happening. Hey, you hey know, remember, so I feel we're bad all for in these this people, together. Like I said, we're their families. But yeah, I'm under no under no illusion that if they had their ways, not only would we be unemployed, we would be speechless. We probably wouldn't be able to vote. Uh, they would probably go a lot further uh, in, in just trying to ruin our lives than we could ever think of. So just for some perspective for your audience to keep in mind. No, 100 percent. The idea that these people would not shed a tear 
for Jack Posobiec or Lauren Chen or anybody from Turning Point, if we were banned on Twitter and in fact, behind the scenes, and I'd love to see if these Slack uh, videos could come out or anything like this, uh, the messages, the internal messages could be no Elon starting to leak some of them to see who specifically was put on lists for bans, for shadow bans, because I know, right? I know when I'm getting traction. I know what I'm getting followers. I know when I'm being shadow banned and it's simple. That's what's going on. But before we go to our break, I want to remind everybody that as we're talking about the holidays coming up, we know that when it comes to those times of gathering, those times of bringing people together, one of the companies that you have to start looking at, look, you don't want to spend all your time going out, buying the food, getting everything ready. You want to spend time with your family. What's one of the best ways to do that? Work with Good Ranchers. Go to goodranchers.com slash poso. They have set their beef prices because we know these prices are going to be increasing another 20% in early 2023. You can lock in right now because we're facing the largest spike in meat in recent U.S. history. Look in the price on all the meat that you buy this November. Now, the Black Friday savings sale is coming out on Good Ranchers. So just use promo code POSO. You can get this exclusive offer, two free Black Angus New York strip steaks. They're so delicious. Seriously, guys, the, the Good Rancher stuff, it's amazing. We use them. These are steakhouse quality. You get it delivered straight to your door, any flavor you want. And oh, by the way, oh, by the way, inflation proof. If you lock in at goodranchers.com slash POSO, get $70 of free USDA choice steaks and save an additional 25 on every box. When you subscribe to the service, they've got thousands of five-star reviews and it shows why many people are ditching the high prices and the low quality of the grocery food instead for Good Ranchers. Treat yourself or the people that you love to Good Ranchers award-winning service and quality this holiday season. Remember to visit goodranchers.com slash POSO and use promo code POSO at checkout to grab the best offer of the year, the Black Angus Black Friday sale. Don't have a normal Black Friday this year. Have yourself a Black Angus Friday with two free steaks from Good Ranchers, American meat delivered. And we're back here, Human Events Daily. We're with the great Lauren Chen. We're talking about all things Twitter. One of the big pieces in addition to the Twitter layoffs, we're also seeing this massive advertiser. We're not sure if it's an exodus yet or a pause. They're saying they're pausing this list of advertisers that say they don't want to work with Twitter because they're worried about what Elon is doing. Look at this. General Mills, Audi, Pfizer. I guess we can actually tweet about the vaccines now. Cheerios, uh, Oreo cookies, General Motors. These are some of the biggest. Everybody, if you work in advertising, all right, little little behind the veil action here. If you work in advertising, if you work in media, you know that those auto ads, that's some of the biggest, creamiest uh, advertising budgets that are out there in the entire country. So if they're pulling their ads, I mean, think about how many cow ads you see on a regular basis. They're, they're pulling their those guys out. They are the ones that actually have the influence in this. Elon coming back and saying, look, these advertisers are trying to undercut freedom of speech. They're trying to pull this out. I said yesterday that this was going to happen. And that's why Elon's talking about these subscription services, move it over, taking the same page out of the book of Substack and so many other people out there that say, look, we're going to move this to a subscription service, a fee based service. We're going to get advertisers out of the influence level that they have. But then also the fact that there's these outside activist pressure groups that are putting pressure on Elon to uh, be censored and to lose revenue when he hasn't even done anything. He's literally not even done anything other than this. And then, you know, just to, you know, kind of look at connect the two stories. Well, 
maybe if the advertisers weren't pulling out all the revenue, then we wouldn't have to lay off all half the people of the thing. I'm very sorry. I'm so sorry to hear this. Lauren, why are these activist groups doing this? Well, they're doing this so that Elon will cave to their will. It's it's a simple playbook. They've done it to places like YouTube, The Wall Street Journal, Adpocalypse, that they caused because PewDiePie, uh, you know, did did some edgy things, and the Wall Street, uh, the Wall Street Journal and establishment media in general doesn't like the competition that places like YouTube is giving them. And so, when it comes to these act- activist groups trying to encourage these boycotts, it is specifically, explicitly, if you read some of the the uh, pieces that are going around, like Media Matters is trying to say to these advertisers leave Twitter until they ensure that they are standing against hate, et cetera, et cetera. And it's funny because Elon just a few days ago proudly tweeted out that he was meeting with so many of these groups to, uh, you know, stand by Twitter stands on combating hate. And it's like, well, this is what you get when you try to appease these people who ultimately hate you and what you stand for. He should never have tried. Look, they're putting him in. This is like that movie Dune when they put your hand in the pain box to determine how much he can withstand. That's what they're doing to Elon right now. They're putting him in the pain box, and now it's his turn to feel what it's like. And so the idea that he uh, didn't foresee this as possibly happening, I I, I think is a little, I think it's a little bit, I'm not gonna sell him that short. I think he knew that something like this was gonna be coming, and that's why he's been talking about revenue so much when it comes to Twitter. Um, And I think he, uh, he kind of understood intuitively, and certainly he's got a whole team around him. He's got David Sachs, he's got VC guys, he's got the Tesla engineers around him. He understands that you can't have freedom of speech, which of course inherently is gonna include controversy, as well as these ma- massive advertiser brands. It just don't work, to your point, because of adpocalypse and so many of these other things. So if you have to look at Twitter as number one, okay, yes, the most interesting place on the entire internet, for sure. You're my timelines, obviously number one on there. We'll we'll, we'll argue about who's who's number one. Um, but, uh, but, the idea is how do you make it make money? The way I look at it is the way you'd make money is with targeting, right? Don't go for these big blanket, huge advertisers anymore, but actually give me targeted niche ads to something that I might like, like like podcasting stuff or cameras or, uh, you know, we're Catholic. So, you know, send us some Catholic stuff and work with that those advertisers. You would see better conversion rates. But of course, you're not going to have this massive batch of Wall Street money there. And then sure, by the way, $8 a month, I'd pay I'd pay $8 a month. I'd pay $80 a month. I'd pay $800 a month for this service because Twitter is the only social media out there that has soft power. It's just, it's the front page of the internet and it just is what it is. And obviously that goes to what we were saying before. Everybody's on Twitter talking about Twitter. The people who are leaving Twitter are still on Twitter, even though they've lost the physical Twitter, they're still on Twitter, the website, even at that point, they're still not willing to get off of Twitter. So He's clearly got everyone's attention. And if you can't use that to make money, then like just just leave business completely. No, you're absolutely right. And I have an ad guy who always tells us that if there are eyes on what you're doing, then you can sell ads on what you're doing. So I think you're exactly. right. Yeah, maybe people like Pfizer, they're going to bend the knee to the activists. But guess what? That just means that you need to work on Twitter's own promotional ad campaigns for smaller businesses, for individual people. Right. Make make advertising through Twitter as an individual actually fun and useful. And then, you know, you can tell those those big pharma companies, the big banks, that, that you know, they can take their money fine to YouTube, have fun with those fake views. Uh, Twitter is going to be where the actual people are. And I think I, this is another example of just this is why I'd love to see Elon sit down with Chris Pavlovsky of Rumble 
and figure out a way to get that Rumble ad stack in there because the Rumble ad stack would not be leaving in terms of this. And they're going after Rumble now, too, because they said, oh, you're letting you're letting Russians have, you know, perspective on your platform. And they're like, yeah, people have channels. It is what it is. Um, <laughs> but the they're like, we let Germans and British and everybody else have out news outlets on there, too. We don't play. No, favorites. in order to encourage diversity and acceptance, we're going to need 23 and me reports from everyone who is starting a channel. Also, passports. <laughs> exactly. Okay, that's the right, only yeah, way. Passports with tolerance. 23 and me. Yeah, it's the only way to get verified. But I, I love this idea, though, that it's it's kind of been out there in the ether that if Rumble and Twitter do some kind of uh, whether it's an integration deal or a merger. People have said, why doesn't Elon just buy Rumble as well? I mean, he just spent 44 billion. I don't know if he's going to be able to get it more. <laughs> but this is obviously a way that you could put YouTube on its back. And then if it, it becomes the issue, right? Who who has the real power? Is it the people who have the eyeballs or the people who have the money? And I think that's the struggle you're seeing right now. No, definitely. And I think as as the people with the money continue to bow to these activists instead of what their users actually want, eventually they're not even going to have the money in the first place. Well, that's 100 percent right. Look, shows like ours, organizations like Turning Point USA would not be doing well. Right. If we had a mainstream media that was capable and interesting and fun and actually did their jobs. Right. Nobody would be coming to, you know, Twitter and digital journalism. But the reason that it's been so successful is primarily that it's just because they're complete failures. They're more interested in going to their morning yoga sesh than actually breaking stories or finding out what's going on in our world. Yeah. Although uh, to put that out there, if anyone wants to like give me a free office where I can do yoga sesh, not actually work and have matcha <laughs> every day, I also wouldn't say no. So just putting that out there. I'll, ru I'll run that by Charlie. I'm going to make sure that specifically <laughs> it came from you. All right. Stay yeah. tuned. We're coming back. Last segment with the great Lauren Chen. Risings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men. Most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he insulted your wife. Yes. He came down the escalator and called Mexicans rapists and murders. He said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. And, you would have uh, been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. <laughs> Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? So which side is actually the side that condones violence? Very interesting because that was a bunch of people from the left, uh, plays, actors, celebrities, and politicians, even media figures, all calling for violence against conservatives and particularly for President Trump and his family. And we have this whole speech from Joe Biden this week talking about, oh, the violence of the right and the people that have pushed this. Well, here's an interesting story. And it's not so much interesting as it is horrible. WBT News is reporting this, that a Republican congressional candidate, Pat Harrington's home last October was shot at while his children were inside the house at the time 
sleeping. The FBI is now investigating this. He's running in District 14, what is this, North Carolina, Hickory, North Carolina. He has a three-year-old daughter and a five-year-old daughter. Their house was shot up. Apparently, it happened a couple of weeks ago. The story is only breaking now because, for some reason, the media just didn't seem to want to tell us about this. Lauren, I have a question. Um, What's the real issue here? Why is it that when it comes to political violence, the the left and sort of the leaders of the left always overlook what's going on on their own side? But you get one crazy guy who had a crazy blog up in San Francisco. We have no idea what really happened that night with Paul Pelosi. They paint the entire right with this. Why do they overlook all the stuff that happens on their own side? You know, for the longest time, I was inclined to think that they just had a huge double standard when it came to things like political violence. Oh, it's the end of the world. It's a national emergency when the right does it. But it's, you know, it's totally fine. Maybe just an outlier when the left does it. But I no longer think that. I actually think that the left has one very consistent standard, that anything that hurts the the right and conservatives is good as well as anything that can get the left into power. So from that lens, things actually start to make a lot more sense. They're not focusing on this story, uh, you know, the horrific fact that perhaps children could have been hurt because of their dad's political beliefs, uh, because it hurts conservatives. It's good. Uh, Focusing on the story is in no way going to help propel the left to power. So why would they care in the first place? Once you accept that, how how little regard they have for the safety of of the right, how little regard they have for your safety if you disagree with them at all, then everything starts to be a lot more clear, especially when you look back at the summer of love as well. Yeah. I mean, there was even that story up in North Dakota where a 17-year-old kid, Kayla Ellingson, was run over and killed by a crazed leftist who said, I did this because he was an extreme MAGA Republican. That's exactly the same phrase that Joe Biden's used over and over. Extreme MAGA, mega MAGA, all these different little phrases that he has where it's like, no, it's not MAGA conservatives that are upset with you, uh, sir. It's the country because you're running us into the blender. I mean, you guys have had power for two years now. Uh, You've had total control of the White House, Congress, uh, both the House and the Senate and a ton of governors out there. What have you done with it? Is our country better? Uh, We've got war in Eurasia. Gas prices are going up like crazy. Inflation is going like crazy. The violence that's in the streets, it's not being done by, you know, these roving bands of like conservative lawyers <laughs> running up and and like jumping out of cars. No, we know where the there were there was an ATV gang down the street from my parents home. OK, in the suburbs of Philadelphia that was trying to carjack people just a couple of weeks ago because they're coming out from the city and they're doing this stuff now. Uh, you've got Republican candidates here in North Carolina. His home was shot up and they didn't even talk about it. Right. And as as sad as it is to think of, and I'm not trying to uh, delegitimize the idea this was targeted. You mentioned the rising crime. There, there is also the possibility that perhaps this was just complete unrelated random violence because we see that happening more as well. And so when your two right. choices are either you're being targeted politically or it's just, oh, well, there are shootings all the time. Uh, th- that's a bad place to be in <laughs> for, for the like, average it's like person. When but unfortunately, the- that's where we are. The Paul Pelosi deal and they say, oh, well, you know, you guys support this and this guy, he's one of you. Excuse me. I'm pretty sure that one side in this country is very much on the record of we want to lock up the violent psychopaths and keep them away from all of society for a long time. I don't care what their political beliefs are. If you're doing something like that, you're going to go behind bars and we want you to stay behind bars, regardless of, you know, who your victim is. It actually it kind of confirms your point earlier that they're the ones who are playing games about 
who they care about the victim, the targeting. Well, if it's that one, then it's not so bad. No, actually, that's what you do. What we're saying right. is we want all violent criminals locked up. They should be kept behind bars. We're not playing any of these games like cashless bail, like letting people out, like allowing our border to just be completely overrun with all this insanity. No, like we just stand for law and order for, oh, by the way, for all people, not just conservatives. Lauren Chen, we are just about out of time on this. I'm so happy that you've been able to come on. Hopefully we can get you back. What are you up to? Where can people follow you? Your latest, I used to know you as roaming millennial, by the way. It'd be cool to see if you brought that back. What are you working on? Where can people follow you? Well, you can find me just on Lauren Chen on YouTube and on Rumble as well as Odyssey. I try to be everywhere. Uh, that that those are my main videos. Uh, I also started a second channel called Rabble Rouser for shorter, more up to date, uh, more focus on politics instead of just current events and maybe some culture in there. You can follow me on Twitter at the Lauren Chen as well as Instagram, same handle. And uh, I would love to see your your viewers over there. Oh, we'd love to do it. Lauren, we, we've got to do something. I'll have to get you and Tanya together to do something about like, uh, you know, being conservative moms or, you know, something like like that, because I just see everything that you're posting about having having become a new mom. It's and just, it, uh, you, 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 you definitely have have leveled up. And I think we all do <laughs> when we become parents in a way, you know, we realize that uh, there's more to life than just us, you know. Yeah. And it's such, it's such a, a blessing, blessing to be able to call myself a mom. It almost, it still feels surreal, but in the best way. Amen. Amen. Lauren Chen, thank you so much for joining us today. Folks, here on Human Events, we have spent this week going in and out, talking about all things Elon Musk, Twitter. If you notice, what do we call? We called that the advertisers would be boycotting. We called that the revenue was going to come down. We called that the censorship was going to fight back. And we also told you a month ago that there were going to be these mass layoffs. We've also been at the forefront of this political violence and the fight that we have against it. Now more than ever, make sure that you are listening and sharing Human Events Daily every single day. As we go into this weekend, of course, I have to remind you, ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore. <laughs>